All right, well, here we go. I want to set up a little bit uh, a foundation before I actually get into the title. Um, but I want you to realize something. Um, hopefully you do. I'm sure, I, w- I would have to say I'm sure you do. But this is what 1 Peter 2.9 tells us in the New King James. It tells us this, you, you are a chosen generation. You're here at this time, at this age of life because God ordained it. He didn't want you born 1799, he wanted you right now. So God says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That's your job. You are a royal priesthood in the eyes of God. A holy nation. Listen, his own special people. It's talking about you, the church, his church, who he died for. Those who have pushed all the chips in and said, I believe in God. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim. You. That means to tell out, to make known, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's talking about you, royal priesthood, proclaiming, look what God has done. Exodus 28, 36, New Living tells us this. This is when they were making the garbs for the priest and the high priest. Now they came to what we'll call a medallion. Next it says in New Living, it says, Make a medallion of pure gold, engrave it like a seal with these words, Holy to the Lord. You got that? A lot of us wear uh, headbands and it might have a swoosh, Adidas or whatever, some type of something on it. God says His is holy to the Lord. Verse 37 says, Attach that medallion with a blue cord to the front of Aaron's turban where it must remain. Remain. Holiness to the Lord. Now if I have something uh, like a ball cap or a uh, a headband and something written on it, who's it for to see? Is it for me to see? I mean, how would I do that? Holiness to the Lord. It's everyone that looks at you should be seeing what you're declaring by your life. Holiness to the Lord. That's why it was there. So everyone facing him could read the inscription. Everyone facing the church should see its separation, its consecration, a different mindset than the world. When they come up with you with filth to look at, our men or women should be wearing this headpiece that says, Holiness to the Lord. It should. Because we're just reading what you and I are according to the Word of God. Not only that, listen to this. Zechariah 14.20 says this, In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord. Bells. Bells. You think God takes this stuff serious? Bells on the horses, holiness unto the Lord. And the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bulls before the altar. Everything, everything consecrated by the presence of God is declared holiness unto the Lord. 
even the pots, the flowers, the speakers, the microphones, certainly the people, right? You remember in Daniel's day in chapter 5, Belshazzar was king. He was having a big old bash, big old party. He must have ran out of cups. And he went and says, guess what? The house of the Lord is full of cups and pots. Get it so we can fill it up with our booze and wine and drink and be merry. And he did, did he not? And you remember what happened? The armless hand showed up and wrote on the wall, you've had it, buddy. You'll be dead before the night's out. And he was. He disgraced that which God has declared holy. Now I have a question for you and me today, this morning. Whatever happened to holiness? You and I are to be wearing this. Everything you do, everywhere you go, everything goes in your eyes, out your mouth, everywhere your feet walk, go to, sit down, act like, talk. Is holiness unto the Lord. And I know about your flesh, it wants to dismiss this. You better not. All right, so now we'll start. 2 Corinthians 7.1 says this. Now listen, this is something uh, that you have to see to. All right? It says, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Look, the whole idea of coming to the house of God, I hope, is to get a greater and greater experience through the presence of Almighty God. More and more and more of God. Do you understand? We have heat or air in this place, but either way, which turn the dial, we can have more of. And it's the same with the presence of God. God says, if you see to it and cleanse yourself, you'll have more and more and more of the presence of God. That's the truth. One believes, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, godly Christian people we're supposed to know, let us do something. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Listen, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Yes, that's a reverence, oh almighty God, but that's also a fear of God. No one ever wants to talk about that. New Living, same verse says, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit, and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. So there is a cleansing that God does in our lives. He does does some wonderful things to us, but there's also a cleansing that God wants to do in cooperation with you and I in our lives. You ever feel God go, ah, ah, ah. You ever hear Phil God say, that's you and God working together. So Paul writes about us cleansing that isn't just something God does, and we just sit passively by. That's kind of like the, the Christian, well, if God doesn't do it. No, there's a self-cleansing that also needs to take place in order to have an intimacy with God. To have a closeness, a better, a stronger, a more desire of the amount of God that you have is there for you. It's there. It's there for this church. It is. So you have to figure out whether you want a greater presence of God in your life or in this church. Because it affects us either way. If I don't, I affect you. If you don't, you affect me. 
If none of us do, we affect everything. It's just, that's what happens. Paul said this, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. This is us. This, we are supposed to be this. Although we're in the world, we're not of the world, we should be having this peculiar to the world statement on our heads, holy unto the Lord. We should. Chaste means to be immaculate, respected, pure, sacred unto the Lord. No, no. No, I don't get into that. No, no. And it's for the others to see. You're a walking billboard. Hebrews 12, 14. Now listen to this. Do not take this lightly. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Wouldn't it be nice if that was it? Look what it says. Without which no man shall see the Lord. If you do not take this seriously, you haphazardly fill your cups and bowls with the world and do what you want because God is merciful. Uh, uh, uh. Look, New Hope, we need more and more presence of God. We need greater and stronger presence of God. This world is getting more and more wicked and evil. We've got to turn up the presence of God in here. And you do it by cleansing yourself and calling out to God. You do. You just do. So regarding holiness, we are told without which no man's going to see the Lord. We, I mean, we just sing that song. When the rolls called up yonder, I'll be there. Wow, man, I don't know. A lack of holiness is critical. It's a critical obstacle to the presence of God in your life and in this church. And you and I are the thermometer, thermometers. We decide how much we have. Not God. God's done His work. He's finished. He's sitting down. He's saying, now guys, go for it. Here they are. Do what I say. I command you and fill you with the Spirit of God. I've washed you, placed your feet on the rock. So God says, now do it. And here's why. Peter says, because it's written, be ye holy, for I am holy. We, we freak out when we say the word holy. It's almost Christian swearing. Because we think that means no earrings, no makeup. No, that's man's dumb way. That's what man does. And it's silly. It's foolish. This is a holy. It has a consecrated heart. It's a different mindset. It's like wanting to be pleasing to God and separated from the filth of the world. Not rules. But it's a heart. Holy means physically pure, morally blameless. Listen, unmixed. Not mixed. And here's why, look, Matthew 5, 8 says what? Blessed are the pure in heart. For what reason? Oh, isn't that, isn't that what you want? You can have a taste of that now. Dick sees and Amy sees perfectly now. But we can have a taste of this now, here now, when we need it. Amen. And it comes with purity. Blessed are the pure Sacred, sanctified, set apart, holiness unto the Lord, for they shall see me. That's why you're blessed. That's what makes us different than the 50 million churches in this country. That's what makes the world stop and say, what's with you? 
And we, we just walk right with them like we are belong with them, like we're one of them. In ancient Greek, that phrase, pure of heart, has the idea of straightness, honesty, clarity. There's no fuzziness. I mean, if I had a nickel, our church would already be paid off for all the times I would say, well, is that person saved? I mean, they might have holiness to the Lord, but I don't know. Anybody could put a headband on. Another idea of this is a, a single, it's an undivided heart. Those of you who are utterly sincere and not divided in your devotion and commitment to God, even to your harm, holiness unto the Lord. Well, you ain't getting that job, buddy. We don't want you weirdos. Well, so be it. God will take care of me. This pure in heart receives the most wonderful reward. For they shall see God. They shall see God. When things get in our way and they pollute us, they blind us. We get fuzzy. We get glaucoma. We can't see straight. We, get fight. we just can't see like we used to see. And then we have a eh, church. The worst thing, how was that saying? The worst thing for a best church is a good church. Because you get the good and you're happy. This is pretty good. Better than most. We're kind of good. Romans 1.7 says this. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. You're called to be a saint. Called to be saints. Grace to you. Peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That word called means you're invited. Divinely selected and appointed to come and grab your headband, holiness unto the Lord, and walk it in this world. You're called. I've called you. God does that. He says you're to be a peculiar person. So you're not supposed to be into the, oh, <laughs> woo, look at her. You're not supposed to be into that jazz. You're different. Can you imagine sitting there looking at that stuff, drinking everything the world drinks, does with everything they do, and you have holiness unto the Lord? written on your head. What do you think the world does? <clears throat> First Thessalonians 4, 7 says, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Holiness, separation, sanctified, special, apart from. Holy And God wants to say, man, world, lost and dying, filthy world, look at my church. Yes. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despised, this is what he's saying, despiseth not man, but God. Now that's shaky ground. If you're sitting there going, this is stupid, holiness, dumb. This is 2018. Ooh. You should probably run to this altar. New Living, same verse. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these roles is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives you the Holy Spirit. 
This is good for you. Do you understand? This is nice. This is good. You should be saying, nice preaching. You should be saying, thank you, Pastor, for caring. 2 Peter 3.10 says this, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. It could be today. Come as a thief. Who's, who's expecting him really, 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 really today? Into which the heavens shall pass away with great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that therein shall be burned up. Isn't that going to be an amazing day? It's not going to be a matter of what you're doing. Running late for work, working overtime, forgot about work, on vacation. When that happens, it's, oh, things are done. When that starts. Now look what it says about this that's going to happen. This is one of those promises. Seeing then that all these shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be all holy conversations and godliness? So God says, hey, this stuff's happening. It's coming. You should see it. Signs of the times are all over the place. Crazy stuff going on all over the world with people, wars, rumors of wars, addictions, famines, sickness, disease, crazy weather. You can't stand and go, huh, I didn't know. Yes, absolutely yes. So God says, with all this that's going on, you better start checking yourself on how you live, act, talk, work, whatever. You can have holiness to the Lord and you want to flirt with the secretary. You got holiness written to the Lord. She's lost, damned, going to hell. You're there, supposed to be light, and you're flirting, messing with her. Or you're sitting there at a bar with all your other buddies, picking up wet change. You got holiness written across your, to the Lord. Yeah, I got a church. No separation. No holiness, no dedication to God. When God tells us this, you understand, this is not a pastor's point of view. This is what the Word of God says. Is, have you been putting it on the screens? You should be seeing it. It should be on your lap in a word. God says this. Hey, without this, you're not going to see me, God says. So we will not have, I don't believe, powerful, effective prayer lives as this church should and all that we should, including me, until we get serious about living holy lives. Holiness unto the Lord. You know that the Word of God teaches us that God does not normally answer prayers of those who are not walking in holiness. He doesn't. You want Scripture? You should. All right, here it is. Psalm 66, 18 says, what does God say? If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You just, you can't. You just can't say, oh, well, no one cares. God doesn't see. Pastor doesn't know. Usually when we're into something and we know it's not good, we justify it and say it's all right. I know divorce is no good, but it's okay in my case. You don't know Ruth. I don't see that anywhere in the Word. It says something about you don't know, Ruth. If I regard, it means you know, you know, you know what you're doing is not right. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. How about this one? Isaiah 59 says, your iniquities have separated between you and your God. 
and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you. Your iniquities, your sins, your, the various things you dabble in that God says don't dabble in, it's in your heart, you bring it in here, God's presence, we get separated from it. You see, this should be a top priority. It should be. Lord, what I'm about to do, is this pleasing or not pleasing? There's a lot of things that are like gray. I understand that. But ask the Lord. He has a way of communicating. He'll talk to you. He'll imply upon your heart. He'll make you know. I'm sure God's probably never got on one person's case about Italian music in here other than me. Because of what it was to me when I was growing up before I knew the Lord and what it meant and what it projected inside of me and what I wanted to be and become. Sometimes I'll get a few out because all my old Italian relatives are gone. And I'll remember my Aunt Connie or Concetta. I'll remember this and that and all these people and what they, and after a while, God says, enough of that. Enough. I'm feeling, feeling myself with something that's not right. It wouldn't do nothing to you. Until you get out your little cowboy boots and your hat and straw, and then, then you'll be in trouble. You start yee-hawing to everything on the radio. Ruby, don't take your love to town. God's going to say, what are you doing? What are you doing? As you have holiness under the Lord. Kicking your spurs up. You can't. It'll get to you. You know it will. Believe me, God does not get on my case about that. But there's a lot of things he does. Your iniquities, God says. Yours. Mine's. My iniquities, your iniquities are keeping us from that coveted relationship with God that we want in this church. So you must come to the altar when that time comes and just say, Lord, here's my heart. Please don't let me be the aching. Don't let me be the guilty one. People all around that you don't even know, you know this is true if you've been walking with God at any time, are watching you day and night with your holiness unto the Lord. I told this story long, long, long time ago, but churches move and change so much, I don't even know who was here. This is way back when we lived on Brighton Boulevard in my early days here. Have a small little yard, have a little lawnmower, I'm out front cranking that thing. And it wouldn't, and I'm not mechanical. And it was just cranking and cranking, cranking so hard that the lawnmower's jumping up off the ground because I figured if I pull it harder, it'll start for sure. Sweat coming down my face, and I just back off and quit and go, glory. And my neighbor goes, no! And I looked at him. He was sitting on his porch all the time. He says, I was waiting for you to cuss. <laughs> you, you remember that guy, Ed, I think his name was, or something? can't remember. That's exactly what he said. And I sort of chuckled, but inside I trembled. I thought, oh, gosh, so thankful, Lord, that I didn't, because I had the capability, like you. Iniquity in our hearts have separated us from God. Psalms 24 says this, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? It's a question. God says, I'll tell you who. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up, lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. God says, that's who's, that's who's going to make it up the hill. That's who's going to come up into my presence and get closer and closer to God. That person with clean hands. 
That person who longs to be with me. That person who say, you know what, I love this, but I won't do it anymore. If it makes my brother stumble and my God displeased, I won't do it. He shall receive, verse 5 says, He shall receive the blessings from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. So it's regardless of your prayer skills or lack of, we're not going to become a mighty people of prayer until we begin to devote a passion for holiness. Until you come before the Lord and say, God, well, is this displeasing to you? Or until you, hear, you feel that and you start answering it. To whatever it is, it'll come to you. I know you know it already. Exodus says this, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among thy gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? Who's like thee, glorious in holiness? Isaiah 6, 3 says, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, 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 Lord is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Holy, holy, holy. Set apart, different, unique, perfect. That's the God we worship. So my prayer for us and you today is as life goes on, and sometimes we tend to forget messages, when you do something, whatever it is, and God's displeased with it, I hope He smotes you right in the heart and you feel it. You know it and you go, oh, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry. I won't do this. I wasn't thinking. I didn't know this bothered you. See, we as people, we like to have rules. I won't do this, and I won't do that. I won't. Just serve God. Let the Spirit of God speak to you and say things in the Word of God. And when it does, obey it. Just simply obey it whether you like it or not. How is it even possible that we sinful creatures can even attain holiness? How is that even possible? You and I. It's because God says so. God's never going to call you to something that's impossible. Never going to give you that ring that you can't get on the merry-go-round and just laugh at you as you try. That's not your God. It's a really a matter of family characteristics. Just like I, you, you chuckle and you laugh, but we would all faint at the spaghetti table if you decided to cut your ta- uh, spaghetti. Say, what? Family character, you get the spoon in your toaster, what's the matter with you? I mean, that wasn't even nothing. I never even heard of that until we moved to Ohio. That's family characteristic. That's really meaningless in, in life, but we have a family characteristic inside of us when we invite the Holy God inside of us now. That's his characteristic. That's his DNA. It comes inside of us. It's our Father's nature to be holy. That's what he is. Be ye holy, because says, for I am holy. And when you accept me, holiness comes in you. Galatians says, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Holiness, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. 
Christians have been born again into God's family. His genetic structure for holiness has been given to us because of Christ. That's why now you look in the mirror, you look like you're shaving the same guy, but if you hear or even slip the Lord help you ever say in cussing or swearing or disgust, Jesus Christ! Didn't you even hate hearing it in that tone? Absolutely. Well, what happened? Well, you're, you're different now. That whole name is different. It's all genetic inside of you. It's holy and godly. It's your Lord. It's yours. Don't say it like that. That's in you. It's proven the point. That the ability to be holiness is in you. It's in you. Dust it off. Find it. So that we can have a greater presence of God in the services and see what God does. Holiness then, we're wired for it, so holiness then becomes a possibility. Wherefore, it's totally impossible. I had to sin. No, I don't. I can choose to sin. John 17, 21 says, Then they all may be one as thou, as thou Father, art in me and in thee, they, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. That the world, when they see holiness to the Lord, and you were a bum, God cleansed you, filled with the Spirit of God, gave you a new voice, a new mouth, a new whole outlook, and they'll say, what's up with him? And you say, I just gave my heart to the Lord, man. I don't know what to tell you. So that the world sees holiness unto the Lord. They start to put it together. But what they see now is us hanging around like them. Holiness unto the Lord is tilted and bent and stained and backwards, inside out. We flip it over because we don't want the world to see it. When that's your whole purpose. When God says, check my church out. So if you're stuck in something, some habit that's choking, you don't think Almighty God's going to set you free if you keep begging, asking, screaming, hollering, whatever it takes, so He can show you off. Absolutely. Man, isn't it a cool, cool thing if someone comes up to, a, especially a son, and says, you know what? You act and look, you're just like your dad. And usually the kid's like, whoa, he's so of course, so many dads are messed up anymore, but if you're normal and you're supposed to be doing what you're normal, that's like the highest praise that a youngster... How about when they see you, they see the Heavenly Father. They don't know their father anymore. Half the fathers have left them, left them and abandoned them. They need to see somebody that has it and is dedicated to it. It'll cost you. Peter again says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That's what God does. God does it. I'm not proclaiming, look what I've done. No, God does this stuff. The Lord does it. But you work with Him. God put us in the Garden of Eden, told us what? 
keep it and dress it now. He didn't say, buy your hammock, and I'll do all the work. I'll clean up everything. I'll take care of the weeds and bugs, and I'll spray, and I'll do all. No, he said, here's what I've made for you. I'm placing you in it. Now your job is to keep it and to dress it. You and I working together. Man and divinity working together. It's the same thing. God, I've got this weakness. I can't help it, Lord. I just drink. I just drink. I just want to drink. You've got to help me, because I want to be holiness unto the Lord. He'll help. He'll help. That's what Italians did. I don't even know if we ever had milk. We had wine when we were growing up. So it's all we ever did. It's all I ever did. It's the truth. Until I was, I was saved, reading the Bible, and still drinking. Trying to press into God. And I was just looking at them both. And I'm thinking, geez, God, these don't go together. But I love this. It was a struggle. That's what the Lord does. And I told you the story where I went away from drinking for a long time. Holiness unto the Lord. One of my few buddies looked me up. We went golfing. Remember the story? Hot August day. Afterwards, we are going to get a sandwich and a cold iced tea. I went in and washed my hands, came out, and there was a beer with the greatest foam I've ever seen. Just like the picture coming over. So, holiness unto the Lord. I drank. Before I could get the foam off my mouth, my buddy said, that's my old buddy. With my holiness unto the Lord, I felt like a fool. To my knowledge, he's not saved to this day. Could have had a great part in that. I understand that holiness could never be accomplished, but that's just trying harder. I'm not preaching that. I'm not preaching that. I'm talking about you can get a hold of God. I know you have flaws and cracks and issues and habits and things that get a hold of us and hooks and things that we swallow all the way, sinker, hook and all. You get a hold of God. Yes, get a hold of God. We can't be doing that stuff all the time, wearing the headband, holiness under the Lord. We just can't. What does God do? He does this. He backs off. He leaves us more and more alone. Less and less revelation. Less and less presence of God. Less and less power of God. Less and less deliverance from God. We can't any longer. It's in your DNA. You want to find out your DNA, then swab your mouth with the Word of God. Find out what you are. God's Word's clear. He expects us to long for and strive for and work towards practical holiness in our lifestyle. He does. Yes, He does. Perfecting means to bring to an end. To accomplish, to complete. Perfecting holiness. Listen, that means you work on it. That's what that means. This thing's just not right. I'm going to 
File that down some more. Sand it down. Make it smoother some more and some more. Because it's just not work. I want, I'm not right. I want it perfect. Perfecting holiness unto the Lord. Getting it right. So in the lost and damned, see it. They see it right. Developing holiness is wanting to be like our Heavenly Father. Wanting to be like my dad. I understand, I understand, believe me, and agree that we accept Christ as our Savior by faith and faith alone. I know that. I know that. But now there, there's a different involvement if you want to live a holy life. And it's all over the Word of God, and I do not think in right conscience you can deny it. You have to just say amen or not say a word. Uh, Philipp, Philippians 2.12 says this, Wherefore, my beloved as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Isn't that the truth? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Haven't you ever done that? Haven't you ever, whatever, Bruce always talks about driving and who everybody has these issues and you just want to hit the brakes and throw your taillights right through the face of that car behind you. Yeah. No. I might not have done it physically, but I've done it in my mind. And then I go, that's good, God, isn't it? Great. I said, I'm driving to church to preach. I want this person to wreck behind me so I can keep going and say, <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, he was trying to find the church that I'm driving to so he could hear the Word of God. And I want to ram my tail through his grill. Yes. That's why with fear and trembling. That's why when you say, oh, Lord, through all these years of serving you, that thing's still in there. I just love to do that sometimes. So fear and trembling, why? Because we are under the watchful eye of God. Right now. We're under the watchful eye. If you're sitting there and just thinking, shut up. You don't think God knows that? He's got it in his book right now. Who can I pick on that won't cry? James. James Henderson. James Henderson on this date is saying, Pastor, will you shut up? I can't stand this preaching on holiness. You don't think God knows that? It's under the watchful eye. He knows what James is going to say before James says it. Before I say it, before I say what I'm going to say now, right to you now, God knew I was going to do this. Without Jesus, there's no possibility of holiness for us, none whatsoever. With Christ, we've been born again to the family of God. God's holiness has been placed in us. We can accomplish this through God. Not through you, but through God. Now, our striving is with everything within us to live out this life of holiness because we are to be examples to those who are lost, to those who don't know. I just was sent a, a link to a, a pastor who's opening up a church in San Francisco in a brewery. Yeah, you come to a church and they, you can buy beer and sit there and drink and hear the holy word of God. 
And probably another six months, we'll have more people than we do. 1 Peter 3.10 says this, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and eschew it. That means to run swiftly in order to catch a person or a thing. To run after or to press on. So you see how important this is. So if you just dismiss this and you don't care, then it affects your health, life, and everything. Welfare, maybe length of days, certainly your children. Man, I was the gold medal in swearing, cussing when I worked Northside and had one child, I think. It was filthy. Didn't know how to put a sentence together. After about seven, eight years of being saved, or nine years, I remember Jason's, one of the kids, I thought it was always Jason, we were talking about something, and Jason said, Dad, you don't swear, you never swear. Inside, I'm going, oh boy, I'm sure glad you weren't around back then. But that's what God does. I remember after getting saved and saying what I would call the smallest cuss word, if there is one, which is uh, heaven and hell, but not hell in that terms. And I would say that, and it would just reverberate. I would hold my ears like this one time in front of everybody and put them down because I felt stupid. I was still working the same old job on the dock where every other word is F. Guys spitting and burping, belching, belching, acting, blank this, blank that, this stinks, that stinks, kill the president, hate the boss. It's the truth. And I'm newly saved. You know what I did? I ran to the men's room, shut the door, locked it, sat out on a commode and went, God, I'm so sorry. Where'd that go? Verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are opened unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Lord, please don't be against new hope. Please, Lord. So how do we have holy lives? We make the Word of God our foundation. These are these promises. We strive to do what it says and to flee from all that it tells us to do. It tells you, you do it. Look at it, read it, obey it. Bible also tells us, keep our mouths from gossip and our hands from mischief. Speak to good to do good and not harm. I think someone just stopped in the office the other day. Jason and I were talking and sat down, talking about this and that and all these various things, people's lives, our lives, everything. I said, you know what, after all these years, you know what I think the greatest gift is? The greatest gift is just being kind. My young days, come out of that wheelchair and come out. All that, I believe in all that to this day. But I have found kindness more powerful than anything. Okay, here's a bulletin. I do not find kindness easy. Do you? Some easier than most. My wife's easier than I am with it. She said it again this morning. Would I remember? You probably don't remember. Every time I leave, she says, preach good and be kind. I got it again this morning. <laughs> sometimes, even when I go down a step, sometimes I'm going, <clears throat> button my jacket up. Be kind. <laughs> it's the truth. 
1 Thessalonians says this, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but every follow, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. This is all in us to be wired this way. We could be an unbelievable church if we decided to. I am a church to myself. And if I say, you know what? I'm going for this with the help of God. Then James in his heart says, you know what? I'm going for this with the help of God. And Samuel does the same thing. I'm going with the help of God. And then we all start coming together. Oh my gosh. Worship would go through the roof. Your faith would skyrocket. You'd start believing God for things instead of just working, petting the dog, buying baloney, and coming to the house of God. So I'll end with this. All the time is simply going to be, Lord, look at my heart. Whatever. Lord, if you are in a, the state of mind where you're like, Lord, I want to have what you want for me, and you just simply tell God, God, here's my heart. There isn't one locked door. Do not lock a door of your heart. Let everyone be unlocked. Because the Bible tells us, remember, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. He's not going to hear us for our plea for a greater move of God, more strength, more power, more godliness. I shine bright, Lord, in this dark day. So let's stand. Please remember when I began. If you are a child of God, God says every one of you are a royal priesthood. This is your job. You're a peculiar person, a holy nation, His own special people. And He has put that DNA in you. So that you can wear in confidence, by faith, with His strength, holiness unto the Lord, no matter where you're at what you do. No matter all the unexpected things that come. Hey, man, look at this. You know, ah, Man, I don't want to see that. Or how about this joke? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're like, have the guts not to laugh. Holiness unto the Lord. Now, I used to be a fool, but I, I don't want to do that anymore. So let's ask the Lord. Maybe you've hid yours. Maybe you've taken it off and stuck it in. Or maybe it's all worn out because you put it on now and take it off after. Just tell the Lord, Lord, please help me. I want to be a priest to you. I want to wear this in confidence and strength to let all that know. Remember even the bells on the horses, microphones, all this various stuff. that It's holy unto the Lord. You can't take all this stuff out and go jam in some red rooster bar where all kind of nonsense is going on and then bring it back and use it in the house of God. Oh, no, no, I'm telling you, no. This place is holy unto the Lord. That's why I didn't want a basketball court in here. That's why we put a slope in. No basketball. We're not ever changing to get to a gym. It's a sanctuary. Lord, either you keep us or we'll, we'll, we'll just lose. We'll walk away. I don't know. But we're not making a gymnasium.
It's a sanctuary, holy unto the Lord. Look, look, here's what I'm saying. How much more you? This will all decay and collapse someday, but how about you? You'll live forever. Forever. So please, as they place something, you come to this altar and you lay that heart and you open every door and let him speak to you. Almighty, bless you.